Shut up and sit down. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the KF Podcast. This is a very special edition. Uh, I want to say thank you for listening. If you just found us on the interwebs, check us out at kfpodcast.com, at the KF Podcast and all your social media needs, and then find us at the KF Podcast on your favorite podcasting streaming app, Stitcher, SoundCloud, uh, Spotify, iTunes. We're everywhere. So uh, I'm going to kick this over to Dawn. All right. So special episode today for everybody for our listeners um we have our first celebrity interview it only took us four long years for anybody to give a shit to come and talk to us so we're very privileged i don't even i don't give a shit to come most of the time (laughs) yeah that's true sometimes you don't even care either but you're not special um we have all the way for you live in new york right in new york yeah we have natasha coppola shalom did i get that right you did get that right. Okay, so I'm going to read your credits that I got all the way from uh, IMDb. So if any of this stuff's wrong, it's not my fault. It's totally Don's <laughs> fault. So, uh, <laughs> Natasha stars in the upcoming new hyper-action fantasy miniseries, Chrome. Chrome is streaming on Amazon Prime, Apple TV, Netflix, and most other major platforms starting on May 30th. Is it out there at all to anybody else yet, yet or is it still waiting for May 30th? It's May 30th. May 30th. Okay. It's directed by Mr. Timothy Hines, who helped set this interview up. Um, some of stuff she's best known for, playing Bella in the award-winning film Glil- Glilzy? Glitzy. Glitzy. Okay. I, got I like how you said that. It's Italian for the uncles. Oh, okay. For the uncles. All right. I did see that out there. Um, I'm sort of Italian. I should have known that. Not really, though. Um, <laughs> um, she is a series regular on the Amazon series New Dogs. Uh, New Dogs Old Tricks appears in a Sony film What Happened Last Night, uh, Vertical's Rich Boy, Rich Girl, and stars as Maddie Merritt in The Underachievers. Uh, her film Extra Innings won Best Feature Film at the 2019 Manhattan Film Festival. Was that all correct? Yes, that is all correct. So welcome, uh, Natasha. Ooh. We're very pleased to have you. This is very exciting for us. Yeah, I'm really happy to be here. Thank so you how are that. you? How have you been? I'm good. I'm excited about Chrome. Okay. Uh, yeah, this has been all, yeah, everything has been really, really exciting. So it's and you're, you're living in New York, right? Yes. How are you, first of all, with all this stuff going on in the world? Are you, are you hanging in there? Are you in quarantine? I'm quarantined. I'm okay. It's just me and my dog. Um, okay. He's there. Okay. <laughs> yeah, but um, no, I'm good. I actually tested positive for antibodies. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, so I think I had it. Um, wow. But I'm fine. I'm healthy. My family's healthy. Um, Were you ever sick? Really sick at any point? I was really, really sick in January. Oh, okay. So I'm pretty sure I had it then. I was, I was actually doing a, I was doing a play with Austin Pendleton at the time. Oh, okay. Uh, I was in rehearsals just trying not to touch anybody. <laughs> wow. Um, and now I know what it was. So, but yeah, wow. it was really bad. Um, now oh, thank God you're okay. Yeah. And uh, more actually, I feel thank God the people around me are okay because if yeah. I don't get to my parents, or my neighbor, yeah. you know, so. Yeah. Wow. That's crazy. So is it, do you, is it like uh, pretty calm in your area now or are things still uh, pretty like intense where you're at? 
you know, actually my building, 70% of the people are not even here. They've all gone to their homes in the suburbs. So oh, okay. it, it's, there are so many cases in New York, but because of that, the city is so quiet. There's no yeah. one outside. It's so empty. Yeah. Everyone's at home. That must be really weird. I mean, I've only been to New York City once, and I don't remember it ever being quiet at any point at the time we were there. Right? So, no, I've lived here my whole life, and I've never seen it quiet. What part do you live in? Are you right in Manhattan? Yeah, I'm in Manhattan. I'm on the Upper East Side. Oh, okay. Well, I'm glad that you're okay, and uh, that's crazy that you had it. I mean, to find out that you didn't even know you had it, but you had it. I think that's a case for a lot of people, it seems like. I think so. And I think a lot of people weren't even sick and had it. Yeah. Some people are completely asymptomatic. So Yeah. Well, we're in the Pittsburgh area here and it's not as bad, but um, you know, everybody's locked down. We're usually together every Thursday, usually at my house when we record, but we've been remote for the past six weeks and uh, you know, so it's different. It's nice not to have to uh, see any of these people. <laughs> Thanks. That's <laughs> it's true. Very true. So we all miss each other. So hopefully things start going back to normal. But um, yeah, let's jump into it. Let's talk about Chrome. That's uh, the, that's the big thing coming up. So I think we're gonna start here. Justin, you got some questions. So yeah. So like you said, let's jump in. What? Uh, so what's what's the show about? So Chrome is about this. It's it's set in a dystopian future where AI can think like humans, they have uh, cognizant minds. And this one robot, Chrome, who is a slave robot, she is severely abused by her masters and she, her human injury inhibitor, which is their um, inability to be able to hurt humans, hers shuts down. So she's able to fight back against humans. So she is kind of like a Robin Hood in that she's she can't see suffering of robots. So she starts to fight back and she gets help from this group of renegade robots. And she comes to my character, Perdix, who's kind of like a Merlin. And together we try to bring humanity back to the humans and back to the robots. Cause it's set in this world where only robots have humanity. The humans have turned completely evil. So yeah, that's what it's about. It's really cool. It's the graphics are incredible. It's a really exciting, exciting script. Who um, wrote this? This is it. Was it all Timothy? I know he's the director. Yeah, Timothy Hines. He wrote it too and Timothy came up with the idea. He directed it. He did so many of the special effects. He did so much. Oh, cool. Yeah, he's brilliant. Awesome. So you said your character's name was Perdix again? Yeah, Perdix. Uh, awesome. So the concept sounds really cool when you kind of described yourself as a Merlin type. Yeah. Um, can you go into that a little bit more? So Perdix is kind of he. She, I call him he, because my <laughs> robot is, uh, to me, Perdix doesn't really have a gender to me. Perdix is very kind of just, so anyway, Perdix is kind of sees all. He, she's, he, she is the, gosh, how do I describe, the, the, she comes full, full circle. So Perdix is the person who she finds Chrome in the beginning and she it gives Chrome all of her armor and she kind of oversees everything. So she, mm. uh, I don't want to give too much away. Cause a oh, lot yeah. Of okay, go ahead. Yeah. No spoilers. We won't yeah. give any spoilers. <laughs> yeah, episode two, you see a lot, but Perdix kind of oversees everything that's going on. Okay. Awesome. Uh, kind of all knowing is behind a lot of what goes on. Um, and so she's a repair bot. She's a fixer bot. So she, 
How do I say this without giving things away? <laughs> don't give away too much. You don't, you don't give it away. Yeah. That's fine. You leave it as that. Um, how did you get involved with this project? So I had worked with Tim on our last film, Charlie Boy. Okay. And so I met him on Charlie Boy, and we really got along. And then off of Charlie Boy, he asked me to audition for his next film, which now we're actually, we've pushed that. But So I auditioned for the next film, and he had cast me in the leading role in that. Okay. And then he came to me and he went, you know what, I'm going to do Chrome first. I'm going to put Chrome out. I'm going to finish this because I've made it. But I have, there's a couple roles I want to redo. I want to change the voice on this. Mm-hmm. And so in episode one, Perdix is actually, I'm all voiceover. But then in later episodes, you're going to see more of my face or... Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Those were the questions we so, had. Yeah. Cool CGI. Um, oh, okay. Awesome. So, so he came to me with this in January and he went, listen, I want to get you in on Chrome. So let's do this first. So we ended up doing Chrome first. So okay. that's how I had had a relationship with him before. And I mean, working with him is such a blessing. He's great. Yeah. Cool. Really cool. Very cool. So, so clearly you're not a robot. So... <laughs> I, I'm just curious, like any of the filming process, to like how did you become Perdix? Can you give us any uh, behind the scenes info and some of the special effects and all that? So episode one, it's all just my voice. So Perdix, they the way they filmed it was all in well, so they filmed it in two different ways, right? So they filmed the live action stuff was all green screen and costumes and and um, prosthetics, okay. but. Perdix is literally a tin, a little tin thing in episode one. You're going to get okay. one in episode two onwards. So like a miniature almost? It's, yeah. So okay. they shot everything in miniatures. So okay. Perdix was just like this little miniature thing. They did a sixth of the size. So they spent a year shooting the whole thing in miniatures. So Perdix, oh, wow. yeah. But so in the future, we're going to do some prosthetics and some CGI. So they'll put the dots on my face. So we're going to, you'll see more of my actual face. Mm-hmm. Perdix. So that will be really cool. Okay. Nice. Yeah. How many episodes? The process. Get some makeup person in, get the prosthetics, and then put the CGI, and then they somehow superimpose whatever I'm doing onto this robot that already exists. Oh, wow. Yeah. You, they, know, they you don't hear too many people um, working with miniatures these days, so that's pretty cool. I saw a little bit of that on his website, how he was filming it with a camera close up and everything. Looked yeah. pretty cool. Yeah, the the one action sequence, I think they were destroying a building or something. It uh, the miniature was it, it's it's pretty impressive. Well, part of his idea behind doing the miniatures, instead of just doing everything special effects on the computer, is that he wanted to keep the physics of the real world in the piece. Because when you go on the computer, you can make it so far away from what actually exists and a way to kind of keep it grounded in some sort of reality was the same laws of physics apply when you're using miniatures. So mm-hmm. even, you know, if you are using spaceships, etc., they're still going to move in the same way that they would move on earth because they're still responding to the same gravity. So that was I, a big part of, I think, why he used the miniatures. And I found that fascinating. Yeah. yeah that's, that sounds great. Yeah. Great. How many episodes is it? Five, five. five. And so there's going to be a new episode every three months. Oh, everything. Oh, cool, cool, perfect. Have you filmed all the episodes or just a couple? So, so yes and no. So my part has only been done for episode one, but the bulk of all the miniature work and all mm-hmm. the principal photography has been done on episodes one, on the whole thing. 
Okay. So the, it's the, uh, the prosthetic stuff and the CGI stuff, the adding of the faces to certain yeah. robots and the voiceover stuff, that's going to be done. And I think, and there's some extra special effects tweaking that they're going to do, but the okay. principal photography is finished. That's good. It, 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 I wonder, did the uh, pandemic push any of these dates back like it did for other productions and things going on? No, because thank God the principal photography was finished. So everything where you needed a bunch of people together is all done. Okay, that's yeah. good. So especially even like, even if it ends up having to stay all voiceover, we can do that from where we are. Yeah. You know? That's good. good. Yeah, yeah. So we're very lucky. All right. Cool. Justin, you got one more here? Um, so well, you, you said that it's a little bit different. Um, when we heard miniseries, we were thinking more uh, as the series, as a, as a regular TV series that comes out today. So, but with, with episodes coming, you said every three months, yeah. um, are you planning, are there plans for more than five episodes or is like a second season or is, is this just the miniseries? Yeah. So it's, it's the miniseries is five episodes and then there are talks of a second season. Okay. Awesome. Well, yeah. And who well, is playing uh, the main character, Crone? And, and um, the- her name is Katie Erin Tomlinson. I've actually never met her. Oh, really? Oh. But her work is great. <laughs> her work is great, and she's badass. So, yeah. Do you know anybody great. else that, that stars in the role? Any, any other friends or co I do. Yeah, Dave Morrissey Jr. He plays another robot, Nal, who's okay. Perdix's best friend, actually. And it's okay. nice because Dave and I are actually very close. Dave is how I met Tim. So, I... um he was already working on Charlie Boy. Okay. It was a total fluke. Their actress just dropped out last minute and he called me and he went, what are you doing right now? Can you come to set? And I went, of course I can come to set. (laughs) Of course I can come to a film. Are you kidding? Yeah. (laughs) So that's how I met him through Dave Um, because we had worked together on a bunch of stuff and actually Dave was in the the Austin Pendleton play that I did earlier this year and it's supposed to transfer to Off-Broadway in January, so fingers crossed. Okay. Um, but yeah, we've worked together a lot. Um, and he's also a very good friend and he's brilliant actor. Nice. Brilliant actor. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's good. Um, yeah, we're looking forward to watching it and checking it out and we'll probably do a review on it as well too, you know? And, uh, yeah, it sounds, it sounds cool. So we're very, it sounds, uh, very good. We're excited for it. Yeah. I'm excited for you to see it. Cool. Um, so we'll maybe ask some other questions here if you don't mind too. Go for it. Okay. Um, Ken, you want to start? Yeah, sure. Um, so this is just kind of getting into how you got into acting. So when do you uh, when did you know you wanted to be an actress? Three years old. Wow. wow. <laughs> so, um, that was an I, easy answer. You knew that one before. <laughs> right? well, you know, I, it's a question you ask. I asked myself for years, right? I felt like I didn't. I just, I felt like I was born to do it my whole life. Mm-hmm. Um, but if I were to pinpoint a moment, it was I was three years old and my preschool class was doing a production of stone soup i don't know if you know that book and it's a great book yeah great book right i haven't (laughs) read it since i was that age but oh it was wonderful and i wanted to be for some reason i had a smaller part in it or i all i wanted to do was act and i remember i just cried because i didn't i couldn't perform i couldn't do as much as i wanted to do and that for me, like at such a young age, it was all I wanted. Mm-hmm. So that was when I knew I wanted it so badly. But but honestly, I I it would just break my heart to do anything else. So yeah, I, I've always just felt that I was 
born to do it, which yeah, makes you, you know, new at three. Okay. Yeah, you're basically born yeah. to do it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. you're doing it. So that's yeah. that's what's great. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, so, so um, where did you get your uh, acting training? Like, where did you study? How was that kind of process to kind of getting into it? So, um, just growing up, I used to do Shakespeare in England over the summers. I went to this oh. program, the American School in England, Tassis, and I would do, I did Twelfth Night and Midsummer and As You oh, Like wow. It there. And then I went to the high school performing arts, but I actually went there for singing. Um, but I did some musical theater there and then, you know, plays in camp and plays in school. But then I went and got my real training. Um, I went to two different drama schools in England. So I started the Bristol Vic Theater School, and then I went to the Royal Central School of Speech and Drama, which is where Judy Dench went, Kit Harrington went, and oh, wow. yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Um, it, and the training was unbelievable, <laughs> a truly remarkable training. So that's where I trained, and then out of there, I graduated and got my agent. So, wow, that's awesome. amazing. Yeah, very cool. <gasps> Kit Harrington went there. Mr. Yeah. Know himself. He graduated the year before I started. <laughs> Asked him for a role in Game of Thrones. Oh, wouldn't I have loved that? <laughs> my dream, the only, honestly, the only way I'll ever get my boobs out is to play Daenerys part two. <laughs> <laughs> and that's a quote. That's a headline quote right there. That's, that's amazing. <laughs> Yeah, the that's the role you get on Game of Thrones. Like, you know, some roles are much more glamorous than some of the other roles that have been on there. Well, yes. <laughs> they are shooting some prequels to it. So, you know. I know. I yeah. know. That would be great. That would be a dream come true. Are you kidding me? Yeah. <laughs> what do you got, Brock? Uh, what was your first role? Uh, Abu in Aladdin. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> In Columbia, I, I was, um, I mean, aside from when I was two and five years old, but I mean that I was seven. <laughs> well, there you go. Does that count? Yeah, it counts. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Professional or non-professional, you know. Well, what was you your give us one of each. What was, yeah, you, what was your first, like, not, you said a, a, a So non-professional was Abu in Aladdin, and I wanted to play Abu. I was, I love monkeys. I'm like a little <laughs> spirit animal, so I really wanted to play Abu. And then, um, my first professional role was Bella in Greasy, which you read about from my IMDb profile. <laughs> and that was a film that we shot in Tuscany on top of a mountain. And it won oh, a bunch wow. of awards. Oh, wow. Incredible, beautiful film. It was a silent wow. film. Yeah. It's a great way to start. Yeah, it was oh, great. Nice. So, Tuscany, wow, that's in nice. Tuscany, incredible. And that was my first role. How old were you in that, in that role? Uh, 22. 22, oh, okay, wow, awesome. Yeah. All right. Um, what has been your favorite project you've worked on so far? So I did this film called Not There Damonin, and it it's a shame because it was such a great script and so many talented people working on it, but it didn't really go anywhere. But it was based on a true story, um, and it's still happening now, I think, where there was a Mennonite community um, where... Um, the children and the women and the children, like the boys and girls were both getting raped in their sleep. Mm -hmm. So they, a bunch of the men would come in with gas canisters of cow tranquilizer, drug them, rape them. And because they they don't live with any technology or anything, there was kind of no way to figure out what was going on. So the people thought that they were being attacked by demons in their sleep. 
Oh, wow. There was no intervention for three years, for wow. years. Um, and this started, it started back in 2007, something ridiculous. So now yeah. they're, I mean, like three-year-old girls, 80-year-old women, that horrible, oh, horrible, man. horrible. So I did a film, they wrote a film based on this. And I think they caught a bunch of the men, they caught about a dozen men that were doing it. Um, yeah. And they sent them to prison. But I, as of a couple of years ago, it was still going on. I, I haven't checked up on it, but yeah. I that didn't catch on. I mean, people find that I know. Kind of dark I know. stuff very interesting, you know? Right. So, so that was a project that I just felt so blessed to work on. Cause I feel like a lot of the reason why acting is important is because we tell stories that need to get out there that need to be told. So mm -hmm. that was an amazing experience. I wish yeah. it had gotten out there more because you know what what a horrible story but also yeah yeah you believe but an important yeah. story right yeah but people need to know about that kind of thing yeah. right right wow. it's amazing so wow so um what are some of your future projects past grown that you have coming up so i have a couple things that i'm working on with timothy hines one of them is oh i don't know if i'm allowed to say <laughs> yeah maybe you should <laughs> I don't know if I'm allowed to say, but aside from that, I was just cast in a comedy called Shoot from the Hip, and we're shooting that in August in Colorado, okay. so that's fun. That's cute. It kind of takes place in this dream world, and then I have a great film that it, it's, you know, again, with COVID, I don't know when we're shooting. It's called The Driver, and it's a mafia film about the guy who drives prostitutes from john to john and i'm playing this drug addicted prostitute named oh Jim. wow the main character starts to fall in love with me it's a it's it's a great script so i'm really exciting wow that's that one that's gonna shoot in virginia um yeah and then there's another project that i just got attached to but i haven't signed on to about um a french artist in the 1700s so that's i don't know if i can say more about that one either because okay. i don't but, no, like as as an actress, like do you go actively search for these roles? Does your agent know like what you like and what you're looking for? Yeah, so it's a mixed bag, right? So I'll search for a lot. My agent sends me out for a lot, and then I have a lot of people that I've worked with before. So a lot of the work I've gotten recently has been through I've, I've met someone on a set, or I've worked with you in the past. So I've gotten a lot of offers over the past two years, which has been such a blessing, such a blessing. Yeah. Um, but I do audition a lot. I do search for things a lot. And my agent is great. So my agent and my aunt manager both send me out. So, great. yeah. Yeah. Sorry, Justin, I couldn't follow the script. That was your question. and I just, <laughs> yeah, That's all right. That's all right. That's why I could never be an actor. I don't know how to read. Things in the right of me. I'm honestly shocked how well we've been doing so far. So, yeah. <laughs> so as far as is the future of your career, what are, what are some goals, goals you have, even if they're like lofty, reach for the star stuff. What, what are some things you're look, you, you want to do? Well, I want to win an Oscar. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be real. I mean, that's what everybody wants to do, right? Right. I mean, for me, true success. And I think the thing that would make me happiest would be able to wake up every single day and go to work and be an actor. And that for me is the ultimate goal. If I could have that, I would be so happy. But would I like to win an Oscar? Yeah. <laughs> and I also want to work forever. You know, I want to be able to work until, I want to have a career of longevity where I'm able to work until, until I decide I'm too old. 
Is there any roles like you're dying to play? Like, boy, I would really like to be on that show, work with this person. I would really like to be on Game of Thrones, the prequel. <laughs> <laughs> and um, oh, what else? I'm, there are there are there are ideas of roles that I would like to play. Right? Like, I like to play really damaged characters. Mm -hmm. um, I find them fascinating. I find just people with pain mm -hmm. to be. Um, that as as an actor is more of an interesting challenge so it's not so much oh i, I mean what i would i love to work with tom hanks yeah do yeah. i want to work with leonardo dicaprio and smooch him yeah <laughs> <laughs> do i want to be in the next star wars of course but, <laughs> but there you um, go now you're talking our language star wars right? you know <laughs> I, I, but yeah yeah, yeah. Do, i would love to be in a superhero film or in a star wars or yeah, I would love all of those things, but um, you know what? There's so much I would like to do. There's so much I would like to do, and there's so little that at this point in my career, I don't think I would say no to much because I'm just so excited to play as much as I can and to right. go to all these different places. But I find I find period pieces great. I find you know superhero sci-fi fantasy. I mean, fantasy is my favorite. Um, if they if there's another Harry Potter thing. Ah, Harry, Harry Potter's tricky. a big one so you like Harry Potter you like Game of Thrones um being that you know our show we focus on on as our wives would call it nerd stuff yeah. you know that's what we get called um are you a fan of like the MCU movies like the Marvel movies the uh, yeah. I've seen like all the, I've seen all most of them are I've seen 90 percent of the Marvel movies um I yeah. like them a lot obviously you would love to be in a Marvel movie then of course do you have a character you would like to play if they offered it to you? In any Marvel, DC, any kind of movie, any kind of superhero character, you'd be like, I could really play that. Oh, I don't know. You know, I don't know. I don't know. I've always liked Superman. Well, you <laughs> could be I'm three. not about to play Superman. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, see, I, I think you will. Oh, um, <laughs> <laughs> not going to play him either. <laughs> <laughs> see, there's a. I think she would make, and guys, you can judge this. I think she'd be a good female Hawkeye for a Young Avengers movie. That's 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 a good call. That would work, mm -hmm. yeah. I'll take it. Yeah, the female <laughs> Hawkeye. She has long dark hair. She's you know athletic and tough and a badass and good with shooting arrows at people. See, takes you know, over the whole. We're gonna make it happen. We're gonna call someone right now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. You probably know more famous people than we do. <laughs> Because our list of famous people that we know are um, you and you. So oh, that's, a good, that's a pretty good list. It's a good it start. Is. Yeah, it's a good start. <laughs> um, so other than like, you know, obviously acting is a big interest. What other interests do you have? What are some of the things that, you know, make you happy? Some of the stuff that you'd like to do? I like to climb. Um, I go bouldering. I like to run. I like to dance. I like to do a lot of physical activity, clearly. I like okay. to do Ken Ken, which is Sudoku with math. Okay. I like, uh, I have a, a dog named Padfoot right over there. I like to do everything with him. Okay. What kind of dog is he? He's a Shih Tzu. A Shih Tzu. I like yeah. the Harry Potter reference. Like, yep, yep. <laughs> My little marauder. Justin um, got it. We didn't get it. Justin got it. And once we hang out with you, we make fun of him. Yeah. But not in front of you. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> we one of Harry Potter nerds. You know, we don't make fun of Harry Potter. We we generally just like to make fun of Justin for everything he says. It's kind of like what we do, you know. That's my role in the show. I'm the punching bag. Yeah, he gets it a lot only because he takes it better than the rest of us does. Oh, yeah. That is true. You should have told me this when we started. I would have made fun of him too. You'll get the hang of it. Eventually, you'll get the hang of it. <laughs> So that's good. Um, yeah. So can we talk about the family a little bit? Because obviously we're curious. Yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> so uh, Brock, you go ahead. So how are you related to the Coppola family? So um, Nicholas is my uncle. Okay. Uh, Francis is my great uncle, which is Callie is my great aunt. And okay. then um, Jason Schwartzman, uh, Robert Schwartzman, Sophia, and Roman are my second cousins. Okay. So you're the daughter of, of what brother to Nick? Martin. He's the Mark. oldest of the three. Yeah. He's the oldest. Okay. Okay. Is, is he in, is he an actor or director or? A little bit. So he's actually a, a disc jockey. He's on a, he's on the radio. He's on okay. 104.3 FM. He's on the radio all over the country. I mean, he's. Oh, wow. Yeah. He's an incredible DJ and he's, you know, well-respected in that world. He's, um, his most beautiful, beautiful voice. But he also acts. He had a part in the bling ring. He's had, you know, bits and pieces here and there. He worked a lot on Apocalypse Now. Okay. Uh, with my Uncle Francie. But yeah, he's, he, yeah, he's in the industry. So. Awesome. <laughs> cool. An amazing, just a wonderful, wonderful man. So, so, so growing up in, in this, this family with the, you know, the talent and, and everybody, did, did you have pressure to get into the, did you feel any pressure to get into the business? Or like you said, you just kind of always wanted to do this. No, yeah, no, I didn't feel any pressure at all because I wanted it um, myself. You know, I, if anything, there was pressure not to do it. Um, okay. Cause, cause, oh, really? Yeah, because, you know, you're in a family where every, actually, well, actually, here's actually a funny story. So growing up, my parents wanted me to have relationships with my family just as family members. So I didn't know at all that my family was in the industry until I was like 14 years old. So I was not allowed to see any of the movies. I didn't see The Godfather until I was 20. But oh, wow. I, yeah. So I, I developed relationships with my family as family. So, you know, I love my family and my family, but I didn't know at all. So, so there was, yeah, there was no pressure in terms of that at all because I didn't even know. Okay. So one of my cousins later on when I know the secret and told me <laughs> when I was in high school. Um, wow. So yeah, pretty cool. You, so, you didn't, so growing up, you didn't even know anything about like your uncle Nick being in the movies or anything of that? No, I didn't. No. Wow. I didn't. And once I knew he, you know, I would, they would take me to premieres once I knew, but yeah, I didn't know at all. He was just my Uncle Nicholas, you know? So when he was in Face Off, did, 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 were you there? <laughs> did I didn't he, know. I didn't know. Like, that's my favorite Nick Cage movie is Face Off. I love that movie so much. I mean, it's just so such a funny premise for a movie. And he's so great in that movie, you know? Um, I, that's so funny that you have, like, no clue. And you're like, oh, yeah, you're, you're in all these movies. I mean, there's still a couple that I haven't seen. And, you know, I try to see them just because I want to support my family. But I, mm. yeah, there's still a couple, there's so many, there's still some that I haven't seen. Well, yeah, he's made a lot of movies. I mean, you know, he's, he was Ghost Rider, which was obviously uh, movies that we liked and movies that we saw. Um, what is he like, though? Is he pretty much the same as he is when? <laughs> yeah, he's quirky. I mean, he's, 
he's just a wonderful man. He's really loving. He has a huge, huge heart, big, huge. Um, he's a heart of gold. He's hysterical. He's hysterical. He's, um, yeah, similar to what you would think. Quirky, hysterical, really yeah. funny. A lot of laughter growing up. But he's, you know, really kind, really generous, really, really, really loving. And um, a good guy. He's just yeah. a good man. When I was um, younger, and they and Nick Cage was supposed to be Superman. They were going to film it in Pittsburgh, and this was like the thing he was supposed to do. Who was the director of that? Ken was that like a Kevin Smith thing? Kevin Smith was supposed to, was signed on to direct at the beginning, and then I think the the lineage of it is Kevin Smith wrote the script. Um, the guy wanted to add a giant spider. You know, yeah. Kevin <laughs> and then that that, that script kind of <laughs> the Will and, Smith movie Wild Wild West. And he was supposed to, and Nick was obviously supposed to play Superman. And they had him in like long hair. It was like Superman Returns. And I was delivering bagels actually in the city of Pittsburgh at the time. And I used to deliver to the building where they were going to make it Lex Luthor's like headquarters. And I was so excited because I was like, I'm going to meet Nick Cage like every day. Like he's going to be in this building. And like they had it all ready for the movie. And I'm like, I can't wait. Then they were like, oh, the movie's been canceled. And I was so devastated. Oh, no. <laughs> Uh, they never made the movie you know i think they made a documentary about how this movie actually fell apart but uh yeah he never got to play that role there's screenshots of nick and he's a huge superman fan too from what i understand oh he loves comic books growing up in um the house he had when we were growing up in his dining room he had all these first edition comic books all around the wall wow but he had some good ones yeah that's cool that's awesome yeah really cool um, it's funny with him, like, because have, have you watched at all the Netflix series Tiger King? Okay, so. <laughs> Here we that, go. That's the big rumor out there right now. <laughs> I have to ask you. No, so, I'm be totally honest with you. I couldn't stomach the first episode because, like, anything to do with animal abuse, just, like, I couldn't. It's hard to watch. I couldn't. Yeah. It's so difficult to watch. However, I know who Joe Exotic is, and I think he'll be brilliant. I mean, I think he's great at everything he does. I love him. I, you know, I, I, he does no wrong to me. But uh, I, yeah, I think he'll be perfect. I, I think, think he's a perfect cast for it too. Opportunity. I mean, what an amazing opportunity. Yeah, when we heard he was cast, I'm like, oh, that's perfect casting right there. He will. <laughs> it's not the most flattering character to play, but I'm sure he'll do a great job at it. Oh, and I'm energy. sure he'll love every minute of it. Right? It's right up his alley. Yeah, so that'll be an interesting one. Cool. Ken, what do you got? So um, your great uncle is Frank, Francis Ford Coppola. Um, he's done awesome work, you know, Godfather series, everything. So for us at the Nerdcast here, we're going to talk a little <laughs> bit about his comments about the MCU, if you're cool with that. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, Don, do you remember what he he, he was basically – was, was it, Yeah, it was like a couple superhero. months ago. It was Martin Scorsese first came out and said – that he didn't like the MCU movies. He thought they were like bad cinema. They're not really cinema. They're not really movies. We all on this podcast took offense to it. (laughs) And we're like, who the hell cares what Martin Scorsese has to say anyway? And then like a a week later, it was like Francis Ford Coppola says he agrees. And we really kind of got a little, maybe a little mad at the one of us. (laughs) So don't listen to our old shows, you know. But uh, re- did you recall any of that? Do you remember him saying that? Do you remember this being? I don't. I don't, honestly. Okay. Because my, you know, my relationship, it's, it's, it's weird. My relationship with my family is 
personal and familial. So I don't, um, I don't, I, you know, I try not to read news about them, honestly. I don't. Yeah. Well, I'm yeah. sure it's, it's hard, hard to avoid it sometimes when it comes to It is to hard to avoid it sometimes, but yeah, I didn't see that. I'm sorry yeah. if you said that, though. I like <laughs> No, it's fine. I, I mean, like work for Disney, so it's fine. We're just, <laughs> we don't work for Disney. We don't have a deal. You know, it's all good. We're yeah. just giant idiots to get offensive, get uh, need things to talk about. Yeah. Well, yeah, off. that's, uh, need things to talk about. It's not truly yeah. offensive. Yeah. <laughs> Go off on but, tangents that no one cares about, you know. Who even knows what he actually said with the way clickbaity articles and all that stuff go. Yeah, we don't even sure. really know what he said. But he, uh, what is he like, though, in person? I mean, is he very much like how you say your uncle Nick's like the same person or is he a little well, quiet a little reserved well yeah yeah he is more quiet more reserved it's interesting right because uncle nicholas you see him on screen you see him so you kind of have an idea of who he might be whereas uncle francie is behind the camera so you don't see him he's yeah. more uh what's the word i'm looking for you you, you wouldn't kind of have as much of an idea because you don't yeah. see him playing all these different characters not as recognizable yeah you know what he's really smart yeah really 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 smart um he's a storyteller right he always he always has a bunch of great stories up his sleeve but he's um also you know quirky in his own way he's yeah. he's an interesting he's just an interesting human um yeah but also very kind very generous mm -hmm. and a big family man very typical Italian family is first. Um, That's cool. I come yeah, from a big Italian family too, so I understand. You're not Italian, Don. <laughs> <laughs> they keep saying that to me because I grew up in an all Italian family. Everybody thought they were, and then we did one of those uh, DNA tests like two summers ago, and we found out that we we're actually all Greek. So, oh, okay. Yeah. So, so you know, but. It's understandable because, you know, a lot of Greek people lived in Rome at the time and they, you know, had it married Italians, had Italian last names. I feel like so. Greeks, Italians, and Jews have similar cultures. Yeah, very similar. Mm -hmm. Very get together with families, eat. Oh, it's always wow. about food, loud, <laughs> a lot of hands. You know, <laughs> Tachi Philly, you know, kind of scare people. I know all these guys here when they've come to my house, my parents like attack them and hug them. They're kind of like, okay. <laughs> your parents are greek my parents i guess are i mean we like again we thought we were italian but it were oh oh different. but they thought they were italian okay yeah okay. so lots right. of kids. yeah but yeah you know we understand what that's like big time family get-togethers and all that stuff um do you have any desire to work with any of your family members or like be in one of their films have you ever talked about that or do you keep that separate i've never talked to them i've but yeah, I don't think I've ever really spoken to any of them about my career. My uncle Nicholas a little bit, but um, would I love to work with them? Of course. I mean, mm -hmm. my family are some of the most brilliant, talented people in the industry mm -hmm. and to get to work with them would be such a blessing, but mm -hmm. I would never, um, I would never ask and I would never, because I don't ever want to put anyone in a weird position, uncomfortable position, mm -hmm. you know, and I never want them to think that that's more important than my familial rela relationships because it's not. Mm -hmm. you know, my familial relationships come first, a hundred percent, and yeah. I, a hundred percent. So I, I wouldn't, I don't, I don't want to muddy the waters in, in that. I would never ask or put it forward because I don't want to make anyone uncomfortable. Yeah. If it was offered to me, of course. I mean, of course, they're you know, lovely well, I, women I, and brilliant people. So why, yeah. of course, I would want to work with them. <laughs> You know. I wondered that because I know in like, you know, 
every other normal job or normal route, who you know is a big thing. I mean, like I got my first job working at a bank because like my cousin worked there. You know, like, you know, if you know people that work at a store, they get you a job. So I was always curious that in the acting world, if it was, if that was strong too, like, oh, you know, my niece is an actress, so I'm going to get her a role in my next movie, you know, as a small role, get her started. Yeah, I think for a lot of people it is, but for me, I did it on my own. Um, you seem very, very independent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, my sister was 13 years younger than me, so I grew up an only child, so I think that's part, partly why. I don't, I don't know, but yeah, no, I, I did it myself. A lot of people do have a lot of help. There is a lot of nepotism in the business, yeah. which is, you know, if, if you have the talent, then fine, you know, right. but I guess that's fine, but um, yeah, I did it myself. And I'm proud I did it myself, you know, because the success I have now, I know, is because I've earned it. Mm -hmm. Right. It's a good attitude. Yeah. 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 Is your sister an actress, too? Or does she have a desire? My sister is 16. So, (laughs) yeah. Does she have a desire? She's really smart and really nerdy. She would like, she would love this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Well, hopefully we gained a new listener. (laughs) That's great. Yeah. Yeah, well, she's really awesome. into computers, so we'll see. We'll see. I hope she becomes a computer scientist or makes video games or something awesome like that. Well, we like that stuff too. That's right up Justin's alley. He's our he's our tech person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Work in IT, play video games all the time. Probably too much. <laughs> <laughs> you can tell because he's got the back camera on the on the screen so far. This is nice lighting <laughs> from the four of us at least. Awesome. Well, hey, you know, it's, it's been great talking to you. Yeah, it's um, great to you. This has been a lot of fun. Um, again, uh, Natasha's going to be in Chrome, streaming on Amazon Prime, Apple TV, Netflix, and all your other platforms where you could find it. Go look for it on May 30th. It's going to be awesome. We can't wait to uh, see it. Um, hopefully, um, when it's out there, maybe you'll come back and join us again. We'll talk about it again. I would love to. Think that would be fun. This has been a pleasure. Um, so is there anything? <laughs> is there anything you want to give out as far as like websites or where to follow you and any of that stuff? Um, yeah, if you want to follow me, my um, my app on everything is Natasha Loam. So N A T A S H A L O M. Perfect. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. So go check her out. Um, where can you find um some of your other work at? Is it is it on uh? streaming too or mostly youtube or um there's some on youtube some on amazon yeah i have a couple my film rich boy rich girl is on amazon now yeah i have a couple films on amazon um a couple on youtube i have one that's still circuiting well actually it's not anymore i had one that was was still circuiting all the film festivals but goes on on. is that the show is that the uh, extra innings one Extra Innings, yeah, Extra Innings was still, it was doing a bunch of the different Jewish film festivals, so. I watched the trailer for it, and I really wanted to watch it, but I couldn't find it anywhere, so. Yeah, because like, it wasn't done with its theatrical, yeah. so when it, but I can send you a link when it becomes available. That awesome. one is a beautiful film, really. Awesome. Sad. I'd like to check that out. That looked, that Definitely. Looked, that was pretty, pretty interesting. Yeah. Cool. Well, again, thank you so much. We really appreciate it. And uh, it's been great. Yeah, thank you guys. All right. All right.
Ken, that's your call. That's your cue to end. Oh, the show. sorry. I'm not. It's been a while since I've done it. Wake up over there, Ken. I'm sorry. Yeah. Hey, wait, and I, I come and screw up the whole ending. All right. All right, everyone. <laughs> thanks for listening. And like I said, if you want to find us, check us out at kfpodcast.com and at uh, kf the kf podcast on your social media needs. All right. Thanks a lot, everyone. Have a great night. Bye.